And now, presenting the Star of the Show podcast with your host, Delaney Swift. Welcome back to the Star of the Show podcast. I'm your host, Delaney Swift, and we have an exciting episode for you guys today with my new friend, Caitlin Anderson, who I met only a couple weeks ago. I believe we met like one week before we actually recorded this episode. The two of us met at the Dear Media IRL event in Austin, Texas, which I'll get deep into maybe on another episode. When we met, we vibed instantly. She's such a kind person who comes across very confident, but also very humble and sweet. She is a full-time content creator and podcaster. She is the host of Caitlin Cracks the Code. Her content is very centered around health and wellness and living a healthy lifestyle. This conversation went in all different directions. We talked about how she used to be a registered nurse and her transition into doing content creation and the podcast full-time. We talked about what to do and her advice if you're an aspiring content creator. We talked about failing and getting back up on your feet and using it as redirection. And honestly, lots of other little things in between. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. So without further ado, welcome Caitlin Anderson to the Star of the Show podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here, and I can't believe we just met, and now we're already doing a podcast together, but I'm excited. For people listening, Caitlin and I met last weekend at an event in Austin. It was the Dear Media IRL event, which I'll get into at a later time, all the details about that event, but I went alone, and so did she, so it was a real real relief to hang out. Um at the event because I was so nervous. Yeah, solo dolo. I feel like a lot of people went like alone though because when you got the tickets, you didn't know how long they were going to be available, so they did sell out fast. So I'm glad I got it and obviously it worked out and we met and made a lot of cool new friends. So yeah, both went alone. I know. I know I was the same. Like I I saw the tickets and then I just booked it right away because I was like mm-hmm. I want to go to this. But then I was like, all right, I guess I'm going alone once they sold out. But it really did seem like everyone else there also went alone and was like looking to make friends. So that was really nice because obviously I wouldn't have met like people like you. And there was a lot of other really nice girls that were there. Yeah, I did the same. So right when it came, it was actually the pre-sale. So when Michael posted that they were going to have the event for the pre-sale, I ordered it then. So there's no telling as soon as they actually dropped it. I'm sure they sold out super quick. No, I know. I didn't even see him post about it. I saw it on Pinterest of all places, but yeah. I'm happy that we were able to meet there and now we're podcasting yeah. together. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited for this episode. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Yes. Well, I want to I want to know all like all about your story. So, I know that you're currently a full-time influencer and podcaster, correct? I hate that word influence I mean yeah I I am a content creator that's content creator yeah but I remember you telling me that you were an RN beforehand right a registered nurse so I want to go back to the beginning a little bit and I want to hear a little bit more about your background and your upbringing and kind of what you were doing before you started this career path yeah I went to school I got my BSN RN degree I went to UT Tyler, and I knew that I always wanted to help people growing up. I loved helping people, and I love people in general. I love talking 
and probably why I have a podcast now. Um, so I knew I, <laughs> that's what I really liked doing. And so nursing just seemed right. Also, my mom works at a hospital. My brother is a registered nurse as well, my older brother. And so it just seemed like that's the thing to do. I didn't really honestly know what I wanted to do. So just decided to do nursing school and I got my degree. I knew I didn't want to work in a hospital because I just did not enjoy the hospital vibe. Like the being in there was just very depressing. Obviously, we got to have the nurses in there. Thank God for them. But I knew I never wanted to do hospital nursing. So I did med spa nursing, which was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. I moved down to Houston and I worked in a med spa down there, right in by the Galleria. It was like perfect location. And I had a really, really good experience there. But COVID came around and as we know, all the small business businesses, they all shut down and including us. So we were shut down for about two, two and a half months. And that's when I came back home and started getting into TikTok and creating content and all of that stuff. And so that's kind of where it started. Um, and I feel like that's along the lines of when I was reevaluating, like, what do I really, really want to do? And I knew I've always wanted to work for myself. And I feel like a lot of people feel that way. They want to do something of their own, but they're not sure what that something is. And that's something that's really hard to figure out. It's something you have to try to figure out just by trying out a lot of things. And you just have to see what sticks and what what you, I guess you have to throw, you hear that saying, you have to throw a lot of noodles at the wall and see what sticks. And that's really what I was doing. So yeah. I decided to quit the med spa nursing, come back home and just try to figure it out from there. I did have like, at that point, I didn't know exactly still what I was going to be able to do for myself. So I did have to still have a job. I worked in the hospital, which I knew I would hate. Uh, I did work in surgery though. So it wasn't like, I find that really interesting. And that was really cool. So I worked in there for a little bit, but I did start doing a lot more content creation on the side. And that started picking up and just basically creating jobs for myself. If I would create some content for a brand and be able to charge them a certain amount. And then little things just started happening. I started making my own podcast, Instagram, TikTok, all of that stuff. I mean, TikTok is my main platform. But yeah, it just all grew from there. And I finally just decided to take the leap and just go for it. And I'm so, so happy I did. That's a really long background. So no, I love it. I love long. I love detail. <laughs> we want the detail. So how long were you working at the med spa before you were like, okay, I maybe want to, well, I guess until things shut down. Yeah, that was, let's see, I started beginning of 2019. So I, I think it was around March, 2019. And then 2020. So a little little over a year because I did come back after we shut down I came back and stayed until around August so I'd say around a year and a half is how long I worked at the med spa for and when you were there were you like questioning things were like do I really want to be here is this what I want to do like is there something else out there for me let me try some new things were you kind of working on social media or what was going through your head at that point 
That's a good question because now you're taking me back to those days. And I do remember just when I was doing, because we'd have a lot of downtime sometimes when it wasn't really busy and we'd have, Houston is known for the, the rain and the floods down there. So days like that when it was really slow and basically all there was to do was to file files in a filing cabinet. And I'm sitting there doing that and I'm like, what? I am not, I've always knew like I wasn't going to stay working for someone else. I've always known I wanted to do my own thing and that just having a job was something I had to have in the meantime until I figured, like, what is that thing? What is that thing I'm going to do for myself? So yeah, I definitely, I always was like, what is it that I'm going to do for myself? And I actually tried out things like I tried out making my own athletic wear. Yeah, I guess it was an athletic wear line, basically just like little crop tops. I still have them just to keep. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, you can try all these things out and it's going to seem cringe to a lot of people. But to me, it's something I'm really proud of. Like, obviously, it did not do well at all. I didn't know what I was doing. But I just I'm proud of myself for trying stuff out and not being scared to put myself out there. And if it fails, hey, at least I tried. That's that is my main take or my main piece of advice for someone is even if you fail at something that you tried to do, at least you don't live with the regret of wondering what could have been. Yeah. You tried it out. Yes. I feel like you need to. Well, first, I want to see these athletic clothes. Second, I feel like you need to frame them. You need to like keep those forever because you'll always look back on that and like with like fond memories and just be like proud of yourself because I feel like I'm going to really annoy people because I'm going to talk about this a lot but my favorite book is Shoe Dog by Nike or Nike um the Nike founder Phil Knight have you heard of this book or have you read it I've heard of this book so many times and I added it on my Amazon list so I haven't okay you need to listen or listen to it or read it It is one of my favorites because they talk about like the evolution of Nike and how it was blue ribbon at first and how like there's so many different iterations of Nike and you hear so many success stories about entrepreneurs, but they failed so many times before like whatever they were doing stuck. And a lot of times the companies that they're doing beforehand have nothing to do with what they're doing currently. And I feel like this is like part of your success story, which is so cool. Yeah, I've heard from I feel like anybody who's done something great with their lives anyone who's had something super successful that they're proud of now they tried so many things out in the beginning and things that we don't even know that they tried because we don't hear about that part all we hear about and know them for now is their big thing and what's gotten them so successful so it's cool to read about people like that and that's a book that I've been wanting to read I just have a list that keeps growing though Every day I'll hear someone say, you need to read this book and I just add it. So I need to it's get a lot. It that way. I know it's a lot, but I definitely recommend either now or later. It's a long one. I listened to it on audio on audible mm-hmm. and I feel like that was good because like I could listen to it at the gym or whatever it was, but definitely a good one. Um, but tell me a little bit about that company. Was that something that you were doing while you were working at the med spa was this beforehand was this like something that you're like dad this is gonna work like I'm gonna go all in on this or what was that what was that time of your life looking like 
It's so funny. You're talking about my athletic line, right? Yes, yeah. It's so funny because I do remember. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to make it with this because <laughs> I've always been a really creative person, and I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I'm just like toot I your like, own horn. Toot your I own horn, girl. I like thinking outside the box, and so this was something I feel like I thought that oh, everyone's gonna want this. Everyone's because it's not really. It's not a well, or like, how do I say this? It's not a common type of athletic line. So what it is, okay. So what it basically was were crop tops. It started out as crop tops, which that's all it got into. Didn't evolve from there. But (laughs) (laughs) it's taking some type of phrase from a song or just like catchy saying and making it workout related. So as you know, the song Drake um, I don't know if, what's the name of the song, but working, working on the weekend like usual. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I took it and I made it say working out this weekend like usual, and I got this really cool graphic designer to make a Drake on the treadmill. So that is, that is what basically my line was. And then um, drip too hard by Lil Baby. I made this graphic designer got ba- Lil Baby, and he's like wearing a headband. And he's sweating while he's lifting a weight. And it says that on there. And then my other one, because I, I did three, was, so, you know, bust down Thotiana. It was bust down Squatiana with a squat. <laughs> so those were my big three crop tops that I thought I was about to, I was about to hit it big. But. Oh my gosh. I'm, I like want one. I'm sad that these don't exist out there anymore. I still got them. I got the three originals, so. That's amazing. Please send me a photo after this. I, I need I need this content. That's amazing. So it. when you're doing these you're doing these workout tank tops, you're working at the med spa, you are maybe like starting to do content. Like what does the content look like at this point? Are you posting on social media? Are you like, let me try to gain a following? What's in your head? Are you like, okay, I'm going to put my energy into social media? Or were you already starting to gain traction? What was that moment that you realized that like maybe content could be a full-time thing? Oh yeah. In the beginning, it's nothing what it looks like today. So in the beginning, you know, you're trying out everything. Like, what do you want to be known for? What, what works? So it's your niche. Yeah. Niche. That's a big word which is so controversial. Now everyone's saying don't have a niche. It's like, I know know. I'm on that side. I'm like, I don't really want to have a niche because I change my mind every two seconds. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't relate. Um, But for me in the beginning, I was all about, I love making people laugh. So it was more like laugh, like joking comedy type stuff. Some, yeah, mostly comedy type stuff, which is, it, like that was that was nice, but I just felt like I wasn't reaching people that I was supposed to be reaching. And then I moved into, who knows, probably honestly like trying to look cute on there and trying to do like trendy stuff. I never got into the dancing style, like just the like I took dance growing up, but just to sit there and dance for a TikTok video, I don't. No, I don't think I ever got into that. But at the core of what I want people to take away from me, I realized was health and wellness and something that I'm so passionate about, something I've always been passionate about. And that is, I feel like the best way for me to 
help other people is just to put my stuff out there that I personally do every day so that they're motivated and it gives me a sense of joy to actually know that I'm helping people, not just putting it out there for myself. So, so that someone could tell me, Oh, you, you look so cute. Like that doesn't do anything for humanity, you right. know, which I'm, you know, people, you got to have your own thing. Not everyone's going to be in health and wellness. That's just for me. That's what worked. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because yesterday or the other day when I was interviewing someone else for the pod, they were talking about their trajectory, like starting their business and all of these little pieces and parts of her life added up to like what she's doing now, but it didn't make sense in the moment. And I feel like, I mean, you are an RN, your whole family, it sounds like is in the same field. And you said like, you love helping people, you love to talk. And it almost makes a lot of sense now. It's like, and you, it looks like from your TikTok, like you're working out a lot, you're sharing gym tips, you're sh- sharing like health and wellness and food tips. So the athleisure kind of makes sense as well. And then now, like everything you're doing really added up along the way. Like, do you ever think about that looking back? Like this actually like makes a lot of sense. It's, it's so funny. Like when you're going through the process, you're just wondering like how it's all going to work out. And when you look back on anything in your life, it always has worked out for your benefit or you can Mm -hmm. learn something from it or you can take away something from it. And so when you say that, yeah, I I look back and you just wonder how, like, how is this going to play into my success? And yeah, I see what you're saying. When, when you think about it, it all works to, where you eventually find yourself and find what you're supposed to be doing. But like Mm -hmm. I said earlier, it all goes back to actually being brave enough to try all that stuff out. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you're just, you're never, I don't think you'll ever truly know yourself or, or know what you're truly capable of. If you don't go through the whole process of failing and trying all these different things. And so I'm happy I did that. And I'm still doing it every day. I'm failing at something, putting myself in uncomfortable situations, talking to people, on a podcast that I'm like, how am I talking to this person? And mm-hmm. how am I sitting here acting like I'm going to interview someone? I've, you know, just people that are kind of intimidating, but I feel like that's the secret to getting ahead is just put yourself in uncomfortable situations. I don't even know how I got on this tangent, but no, that's so true though. And I'm, I'm glad you're saying it too, because I do think a lot of people need to hear it. And It's funny too, because my theme for this year was embrace the discomfort and like lean into uncertainty. And I've been really trying to do that, which is like why I got that ticket to Dear Media IRL. I, I signed up for a race at the beginning of the year to get myself back into running and I just didn't let myself think about it. And I'm trying really hard to put myself in all these little situations that put me outside my comfort zone because that's really like how you grow and that's how you fail and you make mistakes and you learn things. So I'm glad that you, that you brought that up because I feel like that's something that people really need to know. And I think a lot of people get scared about failing, which I'm so guilty of. And it held me back for a long time. But now when you realize it's just part of the process, it almost makes it like, okay, I failed. Now what? Like, let me just get back up and try something new. Yeah. I think if you don't try it out, like you're just always going to wonder. And that's why I'm just, I'm not even scared anymore about who can, 
And a big thing that's helped me is when you think about it, no one is paying attention to you as much as you think they are. No one really cares. They're all they care about is themselves and what they're looking like or how they're portrayed to the world. No one cares. No one cares as much as you think. It's it's so true. Like we all, I think there was some trending video that was like, we all watch our own story a hundred times when in reality, the people who are viewing your story, they just click right through it. Mm-hmm. Just little things like that are good reminders. Also, I had this on my podcast. If you want to truly not care, always go back and look at this video on YouTube. Of I think it starts out with the earth and slowly zooms out and you see all the planets, stars, galaxies. And it's like, we are so small in this universe. Mm-hmm. So I love doing little things like that. And it's good reminders. That's so helpful. I try to think about that too. And something that I always think about is like, okay, I live in a neighborhood. I used to live in an apartment. Think about like when you're living in an apartment complex or you're living in a neighborhood, your world revolves around like your house or your apartment, like your singular apartment, right? The person in the next apartment to you or the next house or the house that I'm looking at right now in my backyard has their own problems, their own failures, their own things that they're worried about or stressed about or insecure about that seems so big to them. But from like an outsider's looking in, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. So we make things so much worse and so much bigger and scarier in our heads. And I always try to remind myself that like, you know, zoom out, right? Like this is not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. And that really helps me sometimes when I'm spiraling. I love that because yeah, even just living in a neighborhood, there's all these houses and we all have, you know, we have enough going on of our own, but you think about that just one neighborhood, think about how many people are going through things. And so that's something I try to think about when I'm out in public is little things like just saying, just telling someone that they look nice today or complimenting them on what they're wearing. Just the smallest things can go so far in someone's day I try to do this all the time because just getting outside of yourself and not sitting there even so this actually was the other day, just walking into the gym instead of having my headphones on and being closed off to any conversation, anybody I'm passing. I try to not put those on until I get inside the gym so that I can actually talk to people. And it little things like that make such a difference. Like I had a great conversation with someone just passing by them. So just, yeah, getting outside yourself and remembering there's, a lot of people going through a lot more than you. That's so true. And I feel like this is actually going to be one of my questions to you. Um, It kind of relates, but you come across as this like very humble and calm and very confident, just like radiant person who's like willing and open to talk to anyone. So I'm curious if this is something that like came with time or if this is something that like you've always been like that and were there routines or practices that made you like open up and be this type of like confident person or is it something that is just like how you are and what can people do to also radiate that same type of energy? Oh, well, that's so sweet. I feel like when I met you, I felt the same. I just felt like, you know, when you meet people, you just connect with them and we have so much in common. So I'm glad we met. Me too. Um, For your question, I have... I appreciate you saying I'm humble because I, if I try to like say something about myself, I don't want it to come across the wrong way. But no, I as, love it. Uh, as far hype as hype yourself up. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm all about <laughs> that. 
Um, as far as confidence, I will say I've, I've always had just an innate confidence in me. And especially if you, even if you don't feel confident, I always say at just at least act like it. No one's going to know if you're not actually confident. And I, I think maybe the biggest thing for me is confidence is probably one of the most attractive qualities someone can have, especially when I'm looking, you know, if I'm dating, I think confidence is really, really important for your significant other to have, because if they don't, it can lead to a lot of problems and trust issues and all that stuff. So yeah, confidence for me, I've just always had growing up and I'm grateful for that. And I did go through a period in my life when, because I do like to stay positive and my personality is just positive and confident and that's how I want to come across. But of course, I've had my ups and downs with confidence and gone through things. Um, but just always, I guess, getting outside myself and remembering no one cares as much like we were talking about is what grounds me and keeps me this way. Um, for people, I guess tips for people who want to be more confident is that you're going to have to, because right now, if you're not confident, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone because you're, you can't stay in your little shell and expect anything to change. Or if you don't change anything that you're doing, nothing's ever going to change. So of course, for me, I'd recommend taking care of yourself from the inside out, working out eating healthy. The three main things is going to be your sleep, your exercise, and your nutrition. And when you get all that in line, you're going to feel so much better. And I feel like when you feel better, when you feel your best, you're going to perform better and be more confident. But other things, meditating, journaling, visualization, all that stuff, I try to work on that. Just becoming the best version of myself. And that's what my content, I hope, comes across for other people is inspiring them to become the best version of themselves. So yeah, getting outside your comfort zone for confidence is really important. And also just taking care of your body. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. They say that you build confidence by keeping little promises to yourself. And I think that's so true. And I do feel like all of your content is very, like it does come across that way. So, you know, I, I love that. And do you feel like kind of going off of that, do you feel like you have a specific routine that helps you? Is there like, are there certain things that you do every single day? Like, do you have a specific morning routine or night routine? And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm really, I'm really routine with my, my morning. My nights aren't anything that are crazy, but mornings, I do have a really big tip and you're I'm sure anyone listening has heard this a million times, but it really makes a difference is do not look at your phone first thing when you wake up. So that, you know, you roll over and look at your phone, you're already starting your day out, in my opinion, on not such a great note. So I do have a real alarm clock and I just use that and I have my phone on airplane mode from the night before. And so just taking you through my morning routine, is that what you're... Yes. Um, give okay. us the deep. Take okay. us through it. So I wake up at 6.37 a.m. So specific. <laughs> I a little bit, 6.30, and then I snooze till 6.37. Uh, no, but I get up, and first thing things I do in the morning is I always read my Bible. 
because I am a Christian. That's the main thing I want to start out every day with is Jesus. So that's something that's really important to me. So I read my Bible. I do my devotional. I journal all my thoughts. Something I've gotten into the past couple months that's made a really big difference and I've never done it before. It's so simple. It's just writing down your goals because I have made vision boards. I've set them on my lock screen. I put vision boards up on my wall, but I've never actually just written them down. And I've noticed such a difference when I do that. So every morning, just starting out your mind with setting your intention on what are your goals that you're working towards right now. I, I feel like that's such a simple thing anyone can do. And I have like four big goals I'm working on. So I've been writing those out for the past couple months and I've made great progress on them. So even if you I love that, yeah, do, you do is it the same ones every single day? And you're just kind of like reminding yourself every day, the same, I'm writing the same thing. And so I just write those out. And then underneath is when I start my journaling, just brain dump, whatever's on my mind that morning. So if people don't have time to journal every morning, because I know that's not realistic to have this long morning routine, I always just say, at least just write down your goals. Like it doesn't take, you know, 30 seconds. So that's just something I would recommend. And then let's see, I'm trying to look, I have my little setup over here, journaling. I have this little Q&A journal I answered. That's a whole nother thing. And then I is, is it a specific journal that you use? What's it called? Uh, for my, yeah, it's like a five-year journal. It's really cool. So it's on Amazon and it asks you the same question or it asks you a question every day for five years and you just see how your answer changes over time. Wow. Wait, okay. I need the, do you know what the name of it's called? Is it called the five-year journal? I think it is. I think it's called Q&A five-year journal. I okay. can send it to you on Amazon. Yeah, I need, I, people recently like two people asked me about journal recommendations and I'm like I really don't use like any sort of guided journal but now I have a new recommendation for people so and I want to try that yeah that one's really cool I've had it for three years now and even going back and looking at some of the questions for you know we started out to where you are now it's just it's cool to see that but as far as actual just journaling and writing down my thoughts I just have a plain journal I don't want anything that's like asking me a question or something guided, which I know works for a lot of people. But for me, I just want blank pages. That's how I personally like to journal. That Mm -hmm. other one is separate. And then I pray and I pick out a podcast and then I go work out. And then yeah, I'll look at my phone after I've done my full morning routine. So what time is that normally? It takes me about an hour to do the full thing, brush my teeth, do my skincare, all that as well. I'd say it's about an hour. Yeah, I love that. That's very, I feel like that's very similar to my morning routine and I, I love it. It's like my favorite part of the whole day. Yeah, I, I love the mornings. I feel like I've gotten so much more grandma-ish as I've gotten older. So I used to be such same. a night owl. <laughs> same. Are we, we're, and we're the same age, right? Yeah. 95. Yeah, yes. So I feel like as you get older, you almost like realize Like, I feel like the same thing. I'm like, I feel like a grandma. I feel so old. I can't believe this. And I almost am like, I can't believe that I used to be a night owl. I used to like be out late drinking. Like, I just don't recognize myself anymore. But I have to like give myself a little wiggle room because sometimes I get like mad at myself if I do like stay out too late or eat something bad. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Life is short. Yeah, you got to live a little bit as long as you're on track most of the time. 
that's what I always say. Even with, especially with like your healthy eating, you can't always restrict yourself. If you go to a birthday party, this is so unrelated, but just have, have a piece of cake. You know, every once in a while. Eat the cake. Yeah. You got I always eat the cake. I love cake. <laughs> I love sweets. Oh, me too. You kind of went through a little bit of a transformation recently, right? Cause you did 75 hard. Yes. Yes. You saw that. I saw it and I was looking at all of your like sweets recommendations. So did you go full 75 hard like you did every single day? Uh, yeah, I did the full 75 hard. And this is my second time trying it out, though. So I failed the first time. I failed, I think it was two years ago when I tried it out. And I don't think I did it right anyways. When I was doing it, I wasn't all in. I, I felt like I could have done better. But this time I actually really tried to challenge myself. And so it has just been the biggest life change just by the way that I've been eating because I cut out all the packaged foods and I've never seen such a difference just in my energy, how I feel. I didn't realize that I was eating so much junk and it, it's the healthier stuff that you don't, you hear, the wheat thins, popcorners, all that stuff. I was just eating a lot of that though. You know, I was eating yeah. a lot of different snacks and um, now I, I eat a lot of whole foods and I still have stuff in moderation, but just changing the way I'm eating to these natural whole foods has changed my life. And I feel so yeah. much better. So for people who don't know what 75 hard is, it's two workouts a day, right? Mm-hmm. One outside, one inside. Then like drink a certain amount of water, read 10 pages, cut out certain yeah. foods. Am I getting this right? Yeah, it's like a gallon of water a day, an outside workout. So no matter if it's raining, snowing, whatever. And then an in or two workouts a day, but one has to be outside. And then ten pages a day of reading. Uh, no alcohol, no cheat meals. Follow some type of certain diet. It doesn't say like which one, but I would think you'd want to eat healthy. Um, I believe that is the gist of it. Might be missing a few things. That's crazy. I I mean, I'm like tempted to try it, but. I feel like it would be difficult, which is the whole point, but it sounds like you had a lot of success with it. And just from guys that are listening, you have to go look at her videos on 75 hard because she tells like everything about what she was eating, what she was doing for her workouts and things like that. And gives a lot of good information. I saw a lot of people doing 75 hard this year. And I was like, wow, you go girls. (laughs) It was something. No, I didn't plan on doing it at all. I actually saw it on January, I believe it was like January 2nd, someone posted they started it. And it was one of those things where I was so mad that I saw it. Someone had posted on their story because I I didn't want to do it again. And it was something that it came back to me. I was like, I failed the first time. And now that I'm seeing it, and I've been wanting to push myself out of my comfort zone for a while, and I wanted to do some type of challenge. So when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, I hate this person for posting this. But I knew I just felt when you have that intuition, you have to listen to it. I was like, I have to do it. So I started the next day. Wow. That's dedication. So is there, are there things that you're still doing? Obviously the foods and like, what else did you kind of take with you from 75 hard? Yeah, that's a good question. Cause a lot of people will do it and then they'll celebrate by eating cake on day 76. I think I did it through like, I, cause when you get to day set the seventies, it's kind of scary. You're like, okay, well now what? You've worked so hard. You don't want to go back to where you were. 
So yeah, eating, eating is the main one for me is I've still just, I'm eating really clean and not eating a lot of packaged snacks and stuff. I eat a lot of high protein stuff um, and lower carb too is what I feel the best on. Um, But as far as the other stuff, I've always been into working out. I think the big fix for me was eating, eating healthy and listening to when I'm hungry or if I'm just bored, all that stuff. So I still work out. I always work out Monday through Friday. Uh, Reading, I got into during COVID. So that's always a fun thing for me. I need to get Shoe Dog next. Definitely. Alcohol, I don't drink. So that was the easiest one for me. You don't drink at all? I was going to ask you about that. No, no, I don't drink. So that one was really simple. Have you ever? I Yeah, yeah, I had. Like in college, I would definitely drink. So it's not like I've never drank before. Right. But for me, I have all, like in college, I still drink to have a good time. Don't get me wrong. But I started getting to a point where I felt like I was drinking just because everyone else was drinking and we were out at a restaurant or we were out at a party. Why would I not drink? That'd be weird, right? So I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I was doing it just to fit in just because everyone else was drinking. When for me, I never have felt like I need alcohol to dance or to go up to somebody and talk to somebody. I'm just, I naturally am just high on life. So I don't feel like I need to. And I never have a hangover. So it's great. Oh, it's the best. (laughs) I mean, I think that that is like something that is really coming around like a lot of people are questioning their relationship with alcohol I I don't think I ever had like a bad relationship with with it necessarily but I started classifying it as like an activity that's like okay this doesn't make me feel good Mm -hmm. I don't feel good when I'm doing it I don't feel good afterwards but I like the way that like certain things taste like I love a glass of wine I love like a cocktail like but I don't need to have more than like two or three maybe you know what I mean so I I started like distancing myself from people or environments that were like there was a lot of drinking going on and for a while like I was barely drinking but now I mean I have OCD this is a whole other topic but my therapist was like you need to like purposely go out and put yourself in a situation where there is drinking or where you might drink like a little bit more than usual just because I was so rigid with it and now I feel like I have this like relationship with it where I don't feel as bad about it but I'm glad that you said that because I feel like so many people, especially our age, are having relationships with alcohol. We're like, do I really need this? And I don't think that's a bad thing. Like you can do whatever other people do when they're drinking in an environment that people are having, you know, a cocktail. So I really admire you for that. But I want to get into some rapid fire questions before we before we end up here. Are you ready for this? Oh, okay. I'll try my best. Okay. So what is your favorite comfort show? Oh, comfort show. I find myself putting Gossip Girl on. If I, if I want something in the background that I've seen and just to do something mindlessly so I don't have to pay attention, probably Gossip Girl. That's a really good, that's a good one. I have to say though, best uh, show of all, Game of Thrones forever. Oh, okay. I haven't watched it. Oh, that's like a sin. Yeah, it basically is. Not gentle. It's just such a commitment. I love like this like the shorter season shows right now, but I think that's just America's attention span. No, I I'm the same way now. I'm like this is such a waste if it's like 10 seasons. I just want to watch those ones that are like one or two. That's why I'm yeah. watching White Lotus right now. Oh, I love White Lotus. I just finished it actually. 
what what are you on right now i'm on the last seat or the last show of season one okay you're gonna i love season one and i also love season two people said that season two was way better but i loved them both so you're in for a treat okay the next question is what's your guilty pleasure my guilty pleasure as in anything like food anything food. could be anything could be food it could be an activity a show a movie whatever I always think of food when I hear guilty pleasure and so if I was going to pick a food that is just the best thing ever and just terrible for you I mean you know not the greatest for you have you been to BJ's the restaurant okay yes you know I'm I feel like I know what you're gonna say <laughs> Yes, the Pazuki. The Pazukis, they're oh, so good. Yes, like the cookies and cream. Oh, yes. The red velvet one's really good, too. Have you had that one? Oh, they're all good. I feel like I've tried them all. <laughs> I used to get them a lot back in the day. Me, too. In high school, I feel like that was like the thing to do. Oh, to, like, go, yeah. Go to BJ's. Now that you say that, yeah, it was mainly in high school. We'd always go and get Pazuki. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm craving one now. The next one is how would you, how would someone describe you if your life was a movie and you were the main character? I would say fearless, kind of crazy, and positive. Yes. I haven't even known you that long and I would say the same things. I love that. I love it. Okay, something you're currently obsessed with. So it could be a show, a book, a movie, a routine, tea. Oh gosh, you've got a good one. Yes, because I actually just talked about this on my podcast and you're going to know about it. The feel-free tonics. Oh yeah. Those are so, I've been wanting to try them though forever. So I'm so glad that they were giving those out. I loved it. Okay. I need to go take one literally right after this because I have two from the goodie bag. And when I went, I'm so sad because when I went up and you're like, go get one. And I was like, no, I'm going to go sit down. I came back up later and they were all gone. So I'm going to go try it right after this. Of course they were. Everybody was wanting one. So for people who don't know what this is, explain. explain. You explain. Okay. So if you don't drink alcohol or it's just basically an alcohol, it's known as an alcohol alternative kind of, but it makes you really focused. It's an herbal supplement is what it is. And so it's a little shot and you take it and it makes you, your mood, it says, because I read the benefits because I just talked about it. It says it makes your mood uplifted. You're more focused. And that's the, the main thing for me was I was so focused and dialed in during that, the panels. I remember. That's just how it was for me. The only side effect I had was my tongue was numb, which was weird. Oh, shoot. Very what Did you feel jittery at all? I didn't feel jittery. Yeah, that was one of the okay. things like without the jitters. So. That's great. Yeah. And would you say drink the whole thing or drink half? Or what would you recommend for the people who are like just trying it out? For people just trying it out, I would say, I'd say drink the whole thing just to get the full Go effect. for it. Yeah. You get the, it only lasted a couple hours, but I would say, yeah, because you might not feel too much. It wasn't too much, you know, it wasn't something crazy, yeah. but it was still cool. Like where you felt for me, super focused. So if I'm trying to get a lot of work done, I'm about to Okay, so you think I could take it, like, during my work day? Yeah. I don't okay, know why I hesitate. You could. You could, for sure. Yeah. It's an alcohol alternative. Woo! Right, <laughs> don't know why come for me. Like, just drink alcohol. That, that's, I don't know why they call it that, though, because it doesn't make you 
alcohol is a depressant, right? So you get tired. Yep. This one is doesn't make you tired. So you, I know. I've heard it helps with like creativity too. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that as well. So this is a last question. It's not on my rapid fire, but I'm curious, like what you can leave the audience with. What are some challenges that you've run into as a content creator or an influencer? Or what are some of the things that you would tell someone starting out and give them like tips or advice? Like what are some things you would say? Something that popped in my head first thing when you said that is what you cannot try to emulate someone else and the type of content they're creating because you're not that person. And just because it's working for them, it's not going to work the same for you. It's not authentic to you. It's not going to come across genuine because that's not your life. And that's not what you're supposed to be creating. You're supposed to be creating your own way of saying something. So just because someone else said it like that and it blew up and went viral, that doesn't mean you have to make it like that. So that's something, and that's speaking from experience. I would, I went through a phase of like, you know, the ups and downs of social media, things go viral, things slow down. And when things slow down, it's annoying. It's difficult, especially if you're trying to work with brands, because a lot of things are based off of numbers and views. So I got to a point where I'm looking at other people and what's working for them. Even people with different lifestyles than me going to the beach every day and posting beachy things. I don't live by the beach, so I don't need to be trying to, that's an example. You don't need to be trying to focus on someone else's life. Just stay true to yourself. It's very cheesy, but be yourself and get creative with what you have right now and make the best of it and make it in a way that no one else can copy you. So that's your superpowers. No one else can be you. I love that. I think that's such a good reminder because I catch myself in it too. And I love what you said, be creative with what you have right now. Yeah. Because that is, that's key. Like I need to write that down and put it on a post-it because it's true. Like we think that, you know, this, like what we have now isn't good enough. Mm -hmm. Isn't what people would want to see or hear, but chances are like there's so much content or things that you can create from your exact circumstances and you're not going to get any better when you have x y or z if you don't learn how to be creative with what you have now yeah and it's probably more relatable too to a lot of other people the people who are doing luxury lifestyles and that's not the masses of people watching on tiktok or wherever you're watching your content a lot of people are just like you so when you think about it that way it does make it a lot easier you want to be relatable that's why people want to follow you exactly Exactly. Well, I've loved having you. I'm so happy we got to do this. Shout yourself out. Tell everyone where they can find you and if there's anything coming up that you want people to know about. Well, this was amazing. This is my first podcast, so very cool to be on the other side of the mic. Um, Yeah, people can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, um, at Caitlin Anderson with an eight for my K8LYN Anderson. And yeah, you can check out my podcast, Caitlin Cracks the Code, new episodes every Monday. It's all about becoming the best version of yourself. So basically, that's all my content. It's just trying to level up. So yes. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy we got to do this. You're welcome. I had so much fun. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. 